You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 217th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, always pays in cash, Alan. <laughs> uh, he's in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, I had a pretty great weekend. How was yours? Uh, pretty good. Busy. Why was yours so great? Oh, mine was mine was exceptionally great for, for a few different reasons. Tim, I, I missed it. How was your weekend? It was good. I got dropped on a ride, oh. and then I had to then I had to trim the lime tree I in the see. backyard. But I tell you, man, there's going to be mojitos for days in the Hayes household. All right. Well, my weekend was exceptionally good because I went out on my race winning, my Schwabigan winning <laughs> mountain bicycle this weekend and crushed some some dirt, some trails, not gravel. I didn't blast any sand. I didn't grind any gravel, but I smashed some trails. With my tires, not my body, and I'm feeling good, you guys. All right, that was I was almost really confused. I thought you were just smashing into the ground with your body. Um, I that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're training. I want. Well, let's, let's I want a good it. competition. It's like how Wout wanted Vanderpool to come back because he wanted he wanted a challenge. You know, it's that, that's how I feel. Let's mm-hmm. get into the. I mean, let's. But I'm just, Vanderpool. We had this buried on. We had this buried on the agenda that um, we need to just get it out of the way because in a pro what is this two short weeks guys two and a half weeks we will be gathered in beautiful um hayward wisconsin mm-hmm. for the schwamigan fat tire festival on september 15th um thanks schwamigan for uh, hooking us up we are excited to come spencer's uh made his decision he's going to be riding the uh the niner 29er full suspension mountain bike Little guy has a bike that's going to break probably in the first nine miles. It's still at the same point, I think, in build that it was two weeks ago. So okay, uh, maybe backup bike. <laughs> What's the brand? What's the brand that you're riding there like, um, that you're hoping to ride? Well, I'm going to kind of keep that under wraps because if I get the time, I'm going to I'm going to rebrand it. And come, I'm kind of. You guys know I had the teapot, oh, and I'm coming out. Is the teapot making? No, a no, teapot's not. I've retired the brand. I'm coming out with a new line for okay. fall okay. 2018 here and i just don't i want to i want the launch to be big I've, we got well, a lot planned we got fireworks and stuff so i, I don't want to do it till schwamming now it might be fall 2018 for the release but this is a 2019 model right like, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah no it's all about it's all about wetting the appetite prototype. so people will yeah. see it 2018 i'll crush their souls on it and then they'll you can put your orders in and then you'll get it by uh next year great great yeah so, i'm I have a similar plan. Uh, my coach strongly recommended I, I ride the Niner. Uh, shout out to Ellen Noble. Thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be rocking uh, the 2012 model that you can uh, also get probably used on eBay or something in 2019 as well. That's nice. <laughs> I, I, um, so I, I kind of got an email that I need to just dust off. Um, okay. Tim. Would you like to use my salsa, salsa spearfish at Schwamigan? I know you are probably going to win since Matt's Frankenbike is going to fall apart at mile nine. And Spencer, well, Spencer is going to Spencer it somehow. I just want you to have the best race possible. Having ridden both the short and the 40, this is the bike you're going to want because the course is hilly and very bumpy. Tip, whatever you do, if it's rainy this year, oh, I don't want to tell you guys that tip because... Um, hey, wait. Hey, wait. Um, no, no, no. Uh, no. Yep, yep. So clearance? You think clearance is important? <laughs> good luck you- and have a blasty blast. My money's on you to take it home in the Slow Ride Podcast Shaquamigan 40 title. <laughs> it's a size large. It's a 1 by 11. And then let me give you the rest of the details. It's 34 tooth chain ring up front. Uh-huh. And then he says, it's a grip shift. Nice. Because they still make it. So why not? Slam stem because, you know, slam the stem. And the bike only weighs 24 pounds. Now, I am very into this idea 
Um, and the, the individual that hooked me up with the, these tactics is a great friend of the podcast and a real stand-up individual. And, um, you know, guys, I now have two quality coaches in my corner. Mm-hmm. I have Jordan Cullen, mm-hmm. and now I have Matt Leisinger, who um, mm. has got my back and wants me to use the salsa. Now, I also think that you guys could have paid Matt to actually contact me and give me this kind of advice to, to further to further my um, consternation on if the rigid single speed that I will be bringing to the race, the salsa, uh, or sorry, the the um, Santa Cruz highball that I have, mm-hmm. is gonna if I can dial in the gear well enough. So what you're trying to do here is some psychological schwamigan warfare, where you're trying to keep us on our toes as as to. Uh, as to what bike you're going to use right until the last minute till you show up at the line. I wouldn't be surprised if you showed up the night before with both bikes in tow, just to keep us guessing. Uh, but what you need to do is take into account that both uh, little guy and myself uh, know Matt pretty well. Me and Matt used to be uh, co-workers, and little guy uh, and him are in the uh, Severe Beard Club together. So We have the same names um, here. So it's like a bond. And the same name club. So there's there's some strong ties on each so, side of this. Do you think sabotage is underfoot? It's possible. It, well, I know what you're trying to do. I, w- I, I will say this, is that I'm really excited about this event. And the more I think about it, the more amped I am the fact that we are going to be starting in the very last corral, <laughs> which even with my, like my fitness right now is pretty good. Like I, or it's not super good, but I'll get there. Like I'm, I'm getting to the right, you're, you're, doing lots of riding. You're running out of time. But, but here's the thing. Okay. The fact that we're all in the same back corral makes it way more hilarious. Oh yeah. And then now it's like, are we just going to sprint to try to drop each other right away? Are we going to like, are we going to handshake deal that we just get to Rosie's field together? Cause no matter what, so, We're going to be behind thousands of people at the let, start of let this me, ride. Let me try and answer this question for you. Uh, the mountain bike riding I was doing this weekend that I alluded to earlier, it kind of kicked off this conversation. Uh, me and my much better half uh, spent the weekend. We drove up uh, to the, the tippy top of Vermont to the Kingdom Trails Network uh, up there in East Burke, Vermont. Been there. Um, where... We have done a live podcast before. You, uh, the three of us, all came up and, and yeah. had uh, had a little sit down around the bonfire and uh, and chatted uh, a couple years ago. And um, we that was the first time we had ridden together in quite some time, and we sprinted each other at every absolutely every opportunity. So mm-hmm. I don't see why the start of Schwamigan will be any different. It's true. It's true. Yeah. That was all friendly riding, but it didn't. It didn't stop us turning every hill, every little bit of of anything into a competition like a bunch of jerks. Yeah, there were more See, elbows this, this, during that race than, or during this, that this weekend be, that wasn't a race than during any racing that I've uh, taken part. This in. may be why I take the salsa spearfish, mm-hmm. right? Because on the single speed, I could I could absolutely destroy you guys on the climb without a doubt. <laughs> I am Florida hill training. I mm-hmm. I've got what it takes. Okay. I'm, I will say this, though. Parking garages. I am hoping that it follows the lead of some past Schwamigans when it's really, really hot and you guys are melting. And I'm going to be like, hey, guys, it's not that hot. It's like air conditioning out here at 92 degrees. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so anyways, Schwamigan is, is coming. I'm stoked. I know you guys are stoked. It is the biggest and best mountain bike race in the Midwest. Absolutely. Um, it's uh, the last year of local ownership before Lifetime Fitness takes it over and makes it like a, a Leadville qualifier. So, uh, you know, this is the last last year of full grand um, grassrootsness yeah. of the event. Yeah. So, but, um, so yeah, we wanted to, we wanted to, that's part of why this is, this is such a big event for us. Like we've never done it. It's a perfect proving grounds. Uh, it's going to be a super fun time. And uh, it's kind of the end of an era, and we want to mark that. We want to give that race the respect it deserves because uh, it is it is one of the biggest and best and longest running mountain bike events out there, um, and it should be yeah. easy enough for roadies like us to to handle well, it. Yeah and, yeah, and before we get on, I mean, little guy, this is the perfect opportunity for you to launch your uh, your new bike. Um, I'm excited yeah. for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. And by launch it, we pumps. mean like the you know, yeah, you know me, um, entrepreneur. Now, Spencer, I do just want to you know bringing down a little bit from your high of racing and riding or sorry of riding this weekend at the kingdom trails. Mm-hmm. You do know that there is absolutely zero single track on the, um, 
the Shawamigan uh, course, right? Like it's, it's so fire roads, man. You're not going to be doing like, so. I'll it doesn't have to, matter. I have riding. to be continually like looking back over my shoulder to see if you're trying to come around. Is that what you're saying? I guess. I mean, you're just assuming that I'm still going to be there. I have 2020 I mean, <laughs> eyesight. Like my field of vision goes ve- like I can see very far. People have always oh. told me that. So no matter how far you get dropped by, I will be able to see you, Tim. At least for oh, the first few miles until you're well, well right. out of sight over yeah. a mile. Yeah, I'm just All I'm right. just going to try to get in the group right in front of you guys. And just, just so it's like it's irritating because you don't want to do too much work to pull the groups back, but I'm just right. I'm just there tantalizing oh. the class. My so strategy. Um, my strategy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys this right now. My strategy is to sit on little guy's wheel, 100 <laughs> percent from the beginning for the first 8.75 miles, and then I'm gonna move slightly off to the side of his wheel. I'm gonna eat the wind for a little while because right about then is when the bikes are gonna start making a kind of a weird clangy noise that he he can't figure out what it is, and stuff's gonna start falling off. And I want to make sure that I can get around uh, when that happens. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. I'm, I'm, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm gonna get the bike together this week. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we're we're crossing our fingers too, Spencer and I. We we don't want a bike that actually works to be at the start line. We do. Right, we um, do need to eliminate that excuse. Like we need you to finish the race on a complete bike. But uh, yeah, I'm prepared for it. Let's just say I'm I'm ready for the worst. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair. So. Guys, this this weekend, let's get into the news people actually care about, and that is the Vuelta started this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I want to do kind of swing it a little bit. Um, back to Thursday evening, I had my um, fantasy cycling draft. Ah, and the news people care s- about, yes. That, that's right. Tell us more. Seven, seven cycling dorks around a table at the B3 Cafe here in Orlando to draft our 10-person teams for the Vuelta. I had the fifth pick of the draft. Um, going into the vault, I guess. Is that, wait, is that because you did so well last year? Uh, I did actually win it. I won the overall last year. So in the why why so, weren't you drafting seventh? Because it's a random number generator mm. that we use. It's, it's very dorky. You should see the spreadsheet, oh, but let's get into the actual okay. nitty gritty here. Fifth pick. Um, f- no, let's go. So like first pick, who would you guys take with the first pick? Like overall, uh, well, I mean, I like just going in. consult my Velo Games team and tell you who I would take with the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like who who do you think is the favorite to win? Because whoever wins GC is the best rider to pick in the like more than a stage winner yeah. in the way that we do our points. Well, you know, so, my biggest GC pick, kind of my first GC pick when I did when did I develop Games was Kelderman. Kelderman, okay, you would have taken Kelderman first. Wow, that's a, a little bit of a stretch. Um, Spencer, who would you? Who do you think is the favorite to win the overall? Uh, Saddam Yates. Saddam Yates. Okay. Yeah, because so you're if gonna you go pick with one of the Saddam Yates, Yates, you get two a two for one. One of them okay. lost 13 so, minutes today on the second stage. So, so, well, so first, and the other one's fine. Throw them away. So <laughs> the first pick, the first pick in the in the draft was Nairo Quintana, yeah. which I felt was a little out of place. I was like, I don't know if I would take Nairo Quintana. That's you and then Tim, are you sure? No, no, Do I you have a fever? It. Well, I wouldn't have taken with the first pick. If I had the first pick, I would have really? taken someone else. Oh. Second was Lopez. Yeah, that's a good pick. Of Astana. Sure. So I thought that was a solid pick. Third was Pino, which I, I was a little like, I don't know, like that might be a little bit out of yep. sorts. That was, right? good, that was wasted. So, wasted. So fourth fourth was Richie Port, which obviously fell because of the gastrointestinal disorder and that he's got right that now. that person right now, again, yeah, that's... he lost 13 minutes today on the second stage. So, so, so here it is. So... Port, Pino, Quintana, and Lopez are off the board. My pick's up. Yep. Who do I take? Um, if you're oh, me, simple. Spencer, I don't know who your second pick is. It's probably the same as mine because that's how it usually works. Around. I'd go with Around. Oh, I took, interesting. I took, I took Valverde in a heartbeat. Wow. I knew. I knew like, in, I knew that was the pick. Like Valverde good. for sure. I would not have picked Valverde, but I knew that you would have. I think I would have picked Kreiswick. Christ, so Christwick went actually in the third round, but anyways, Simon Yates and then Nabali rounded out. Your Simon Yates and Nabali fired. Well, I, that's why I won last year. And then uh, Peter Sagan, <laughs> Peter Sagan was my pick on the way back down. So like I have second. Right. But anyways, um, this is very so yeah, confusing. I took I took Valverde for sure. obvious reasons because he's a stud, and then he goes ahead and wins today over Michael Kiwakowski. And I thought Kiwakowski was a very solid um, option there too because. He, they're saying as um, a GC uh, 
long-term GC hopes. Yeah, um, Wilco possible. Kelderman in third place right now in the GC behind Kiwakowski and Valverde. Um, and then Lawrence Deplus and Ian Izagir round out the top five. Um, the first two days of racing, yeah. uh, prologue on Saturday, not very exciting. Started late, little guy. Um, kind late. of a late start. All the stages yeah. have been very late, man. I was able to go for a ride, make lunch, and still it was halfway done, and I had to turn it off and go get things done. <laughs> so, Tim, you back. realize why uh, why Valverde won today, right? Because it was uphill? Because he's fast? And you also realize why uh, he was such a strong pick in your, in your draft in the first round. Because he's it's, cool? He's... It's because he has the beard coming back in. We are back oh. in Valbeerde territory. Valbeerde is back. I did not know this, Spencer. Thank you so much for uh, it's, bringing. I mean, it's coming in. You can see that it's there, and it's only getting stronger as this race goes on. Oh. So. Can I just say I'm going to be sleeping well tonight? I am so excited to hear about the beard coming back. Um, thank you. And I, I mean, Valbeerde. He. Do you think he could win the GC? Here, no. or do you think it's like another podium thing? I don't think like he'll be on the podium. I think he's working for Nairo, man. I think that's for real. I think he's gonna just be picking up stage wins and doing some work in the mountains. So, little guy, you would be happy to know that I did follow your uh, your thought that I heard on the podcast that uh, Balke Malima may actually like be putting in like a pretty good run this because you know Richie Port's coming, so like he's gonna mm-hmm. do all he can to get his anonymous Heimar Zubeldia top ten. Yep. Um, so let's go over uh, Velo Games. Uh, we'll go my team first. Um, naturally, I took Alejandro Valverde. I have Molima. And then I have Nairo Quintana. Yeah. I have Peter Sagan. Yeah. I have one of the Yates brothers. And I, um, Which one? Let's see. I have, I have, I have Adam Yates. Ouch. Is that the good one? Ouch. Is Ad- I think Adam's the one that lost all the time today. It's hard to say. Nobody and really then, knows. Um, <laughs> I bet they trade timing chips. Yeah, Adam Yates is way down. <laughs> and then I have um, Iravidi of uh, Movistar for the, and Carapaz from Movistar. Okay. I have Sep Cuss. Yep. And then I, of course, rounded out with T. Spanute. Yep. So I'm all aboard the T. Spanute chain. So there you go, guys. <sighs> I hope that you're ready to lose because um, sure. I am I am looking pretty oh, good. Oh, my God, you guys. I've, I looked at your guys' teams, and I, I felt a little bad. I felt like this isn't even a fair fight. I feel I feel like I'm picking you on you guys now. You know what I mean? I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna go next then. Tell you guys, I got Kelderman okay. obviously because he's okay. gonna crush yeah. it this year. Fourth Pretty last good. year. Pretty good pick. I got Iran because he was gonna win the tour and now he's just gonna win the Volta. He's got to do it. Uh, I took Moss from Quick Step because he's young. He's gonna win a stage. He's gonna win whatever the jersey is for young people. Zacharin, he's kind of letting me down so far, but. The stork of wherever he's going to come through. Trenton, because top top B rated sprinter in the race, and there's no sprint stages in this race. Basically, <laughs> today, <laughs> I mean, there's like there's like three days that could maybe turn into actual sprints. So, uh, DeGent, because he's been in every breakaway. He was in the breakaway today. Every breakaway in the tour, he has to win a, a Grand Tour stage this year. If he doesn't, it's a crime. Mitch Docker, because. Friend of the potty. So, Tony Gallopin, because, again, just because. And Nibali, because I think there's some third-week so, uh, stage wins it, on the way to a world championship. Yeah. Little guy, I think it's very important to point out that uh, your total team total was only 94 of the allotted 100 points. Well, I'm carrying six you over to the Giro next we're, year. We're, That's how we're doing it now, right? <laughs> we agreed. I'm thinking ahead. I think I got a solid so, team so, for the win, and I got six extra points for the Giro. I just want to say that, like, your really your commitment to picking Mitch Docker, who I feel is a little undervalued at only four points on the just, on the Velo game. He's there to uh, work. Tally. I mean, I know. Like, like you took Mitch Docker when you could have taken someone worth ten points, which gets you up into the um, like the Carapaz or um, you know, hey, Tim Mountain Goods. Tim so, in this sport, so I hope Mitch really appreciates. Yeah. I hope Mitch appreciates what you did here because look. <laughs> That's like commitment some, to a friend of the Some pod. people think this sport, it's all about you just you sign riders, you, you throw them out when they're not you know, performing the way you want. But I'm all about loyalty. And long term, I'm about helping my riders grow and building them as Velo Games avatars that I pick and trade around as if they're so sure. much random meat at the supermarket. 
sure. Well, well, and little guy, uh, your team, you know, after after trashing uh, our team, our collective other teams here on the pod, um, I think we share three riders by my count. That, um, that might be the least we've ever shared, and that's I still was just pretty say, amazing. That is that is definitely the least that we've ever shared, and I can explain why. Okay. Um, well. A, because obviously we think alike and pick great riders, but B, my team is in a full rebuild mode right now. Um, as as general manager <laughs> of Equal Payout presented by live streaming uh, on fellow games, uh, we yeah. dominated. We have With the dominated. Discovery Channel the yes. Discovery Channel icon jersey. Very well done. Yes. I like it. So you 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 guys may remember and if you don't I'll remind you but the first several years of the Velo Games contests on on this podcast I dominated you guys like clean sweep for probably mm. 3 years straight every oh. grand tour I don't remember that Tim do you have any recollection of that No none yeah. whatsoever well, that's weird Unfortunately yeah. this year the team has been underperforming and I you know some people would say Spencer you're just not paying as much attention to your <laughs> professional bike racing as you used to Some I, would say I blame the riders. Um, so what I did was I blew it up. I got rid of all our veterans. Uh, I kept a few key riders around, Quintana, Uran, and Nabali. And the rest of it, I picked up a bunch of new guys. Um, so I've got Nizolo for my sprinter. I've got Ian Boswell, Sepp Kuss, Joey Roscoff, the little-known rider um, from Team BMC. I've got Zacharin because I think he's uh, on the upswing. I picked him up cheap. And uh, Rafael Micah as well. A hero of a few years ago who was uh, undervalued. So my He's, team, I'm I'm yeah. feeling we are the future. You think Micah's undervalued? I don't remember what his points was, but I thought he was overvalued for how his last couple I, years have gone. At least on Velo games, I, I think as an actual rider, like if I was an actual team manager, like I would. I would sign Micah. I think he's a good rider, you know, like if he came on the market and he was cheap. But Velo games wise, I was like, did they pull up 2015 result sheets and they priced him? So they they have him valued at 12 points, uh, same as Zecharin. Yeah, that's steep. I actually didn't know. I was just, that was all narrative there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. What we call entertainment for the podcast. Um, but uh, I do, I do believe in the youth movement. So I do have three of the youngest uh, riders uh, in the race that I know of. Yeah, I um, saw that. Wait, you guys here, both went with Cuss. Do something. You both yeah. went with Seb Cuss. You guys both drank that tour of Utah Kool Aid down. Oh, um, oh yeah. How was it? Was oh, it yeah. was it Whole super hog. sugary or was it like is it is well, it starting to maybe the aftertaste is getting a little bitter? You think it's going to get more bitter as the weeks go by here and he doesn't do anything for you? We had to get that uh, that Kool-Aid at the state-sponsored uh, brewery dispensary in Utah there because they, they don't allow it everywhere. With a with a wall between you and the rest of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go to my favorite part of the Velo Games. Uh, uh, and that, of course, is the team names. Um, I've got some here that I've already uh, kind of uh, highlighted for myself that I do want to uh, um, uh, share with you guys. We have add one teaspanute of Zacharin. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a good one. From uh, Douglas Sniper. Excellent. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quality one. Um, we have another one, Gallopin into 16th place yep. from Aaron L. Um, another uh, uh, fantastic. Kevin Bouchard Hall. I just like everything uh, he, he writes on the internet. He's a good, great Twitter follow, by the way. Um, he said, Cohen didn't write the Velo Games disclaimer, so that was a, a pretty good one. That's topical. I um, Calvin here is definitely a top three as far as the names, and that's It's My Porte and I'll Cry If Quintana. So, you know, It's <laughs> yeah, My Party, a, Cry If I Wanna. Yep. That's a thinker. It's, that's a, It's a thinker, but it it's pretty good. Justin Bristol came through with another classic little guy's backup team. Yeah, how are they doing? Um, how are they doing? See, that's, that's necessary. Like, that's do, needed. Do it, do it way better than yours because that's they at uh, 378 are. points. Um, and then we have, uh, let's see, uh, Mick, Mitch Docker gets a, 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 only one mention so far this year of Mitch Docker's mustache corner. Okay. Um, uh, some of the you know classics, Continuous, Schrodinger's, Cat 3 Elites. Um, Excellent. Name. But there was... A fantastic one here. Uh, where is it? More fun than a barrel of mentees from good. Cardi. <laughs> the only downside of that, which I think is the best name, more fun than a barrel of mentees, is Louis Mentees isn't on the team. 
Like I thought we talked gonna, about this before. If you're gonna make a pun, you gotta pick go them. all in. If you're gonna go, yeah. If you're gonna go in. Now, last week you guys talked a little bit about Lewis Mentes. Like, who knows if he's got what it takes? I mean, I don't know. Like, I really want him to do well. But um, man, that name was good enough for me. So that's a that's a high five. So that goes to Carl D. Uh, Carl D. Hit me up with an email: the podcast at gmail.com. And we've got. Well, do you guys agree that that's the best name? Do you guys have another one? We got some banjo brother uh, bags. There's some. There's. We got to give away. There's a few good. I, I was just wondering. Do you guys know if uh, 1904 World's Fair beat us six one eight? Are they? Is that like my arch nemesis, uh, St. Louis team? Yes. Yeah, that's a, I have that's to, definitely a okay. St. Louis reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I mean, I know. I just didn't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna beat them. Beat them really bad. <laughs> so well. Um, they're not doing so hot, so you should be able to. So I don't know. Maybe we'll leave it till next week, or we'll put a poll up in the uh, Facebook um, uh, Slow Ride Podcast Fan Experience Zone to <laughs> best best team name, and we'll pick the the three uh, nominees. We'll each come up with a nominee, and then whoever wins the uh, the leftover Banjo Brothers bag that uh, we've been kind of sitting on for a while from the uh, tour. So it'll good. be good to get that out of here. So anyway, good stuff. I'm excited for the Vuelta. Yeah, I am um, too, guys. Yeah. Let's get into probably my favorite part of the podcast, and that's the Prem Lap. For fuck's sake, kid. This is Adam fucking Myerson, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Now... You guys did a fantastic job last week talking about the Wide Angle Podium Network because, once again, we are in our donor drive. It's the most important time of year for us. Mm-hmm. And you hit some very important notes that, to me, when I was listening, I was on my way to vote. And I was like, you know what? As a little bit, you guys were mentioning about how if you wanted to hang out with Tim and maybe buy Tim a beer, you know, right? Or, or you wanted to like give a high five or meet little guy at the Waffle House and buy him some, right. some uh, um, hash browns. Mm-hmm. You know, how can you do that? Well... The one way you can do it that's really nice is uh, by going to WideAnglePodium.com and signing up to become a subscriber or a supporter of the network. We have some great bonus content and other rewards for those signing up um, with us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. it. You guys did a good job of hitting it. I know it's tough to talk about um, at times, but uh, we, we put a fair amount of money into this, and now we have a uh, an active network and community of listeners it is it is it is tough to talk about you know because uh uh, you know that's not why we got into this is to to ask people for money but uh yeah i mean i i wrote checks this month for bandwidth and everything uh in in four digit uh uh, you know numbers sums so uh this stuff isn't cheap and you know your five bucks a month to ten bucks a month it really does go a long way to helping us keep uh keep wide angle podiums lights on um and uh, and we don't just uh, you know we don't just take that money lightly. Like we know uh, you work to earn it, so we wanna we wanna give you back. Uh, and obviously, we give you the shows that are here, but as well, we wanna give you um, some some bonus content, some little extras, some perks. And during the drive, uh, there are all kinds of goodies available. Uh, everybody that donates during this drive, we're going to send you, uh, some new race pins for race day, uh, whether you're gearing up for cycle cross or, uh, or winding down your road season, got a few, uh, office park crits left. Um, we've got some branded Pantone orange, wide angle podium, orange, uh, race safety pins, um, guaranteed to be 2% faster, uh, wind tunnel tested. Uh, these safety pins over your standard safety pins that you get at uh, race uh, entry, um, pre-sign-in, whatever, check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at every level beyond that, we also have great stuff such as finish, fidget spinners, such as uh, iPhone uh, cases or pouches for your ride. We have um, sticker sets. Stickers. We have buttons. Yep. Yeah. These are all new. Uh, if you got stickers in the past, these are different. These are going to be new and exciting. Um, so we've got all kinds of great stuff. Check out all the different levels that are available. Um, you can donate your 5 bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever. You can donate that uh, in increments like that. You can donate it all at once and take advantage of those uh, great offers. Or um, See so you- Head on over to wideanglepodium.com slash donate to find out more. There's all the different types of levels. Spencer, you just hit on it. 
could do the one-time donation if you want. I still love playing with my fidget spinner. I gotta admit, I've had a couple fidget spinners that have gone the way of um, Little Hymar, and this one, I'm not like this one stays at my desk because this one actually has like the bearings and the heft of this fidget spinner is perfect. Yeah. Um, Hymar has a tendency to like drop it in the sand, you know, so like it it just doesn't uh, the mm-hmm. cartridges get all oh, like yeah. gunky. Yeah, it's kind of like bearings. a uh, Shimano. Yeah, it's like kind of like a Shimano bottom bracket or like a. Um, a BB 30, like it's just a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, so anyways, head on over a couple of good things. Spencer, I think you did a disservice to the, um, the arrow race pins. Okay. Cause not only is it Pantone matched, you get a sweet 10 pack of them. Oh yeah. And so now you can actually like really, really make your bib number arrow because you can go four corners and then the four sides. And then only the super smart pros actually put the, another number, another pin like on the actual number. So you kind of, like, you know, it's really pancaked center. flat. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, um, it also works well if you have, uh, you know, if you're, if you're thinking you're going to go pro, you need to practice those sleeve numbers as well. So you've got enough pins for that. Oh yes. yeah. That's important. Cause that's <laughs> the first time you do a UCI race. I got to say, I'm sure Spencer remembers the first time we were handed oh, yeah. those little arm numbers. Um, we were a little scared. What is the, best to do you put them around your ankles like yes that's what i say it's the best way to do it you got it now are they through the legs are they are are you supposed to make them upside like how vertical or horizontal the number to the the sleeve i think i think of it as vertical i thought oh shit i don't even know it's been too I haven't done a UCI race since 2015 so man (laughs) i'm out of practice spencer's at least been to some yeah no, that's true. Uh, I, I think the proper place, placement is bicep rather than shoulder. And, uh, yeah, you want that level with the horizon uh, when you're riding your bike. So that Level would be, with the horizon. Yeah, that would be the orientation I'd be going for. Even uh, at the top level, though, man, you can watch a World Cup and Wout will do it different than Vanderpool, do it different than Van Haar. Like, it's crazy that even at that level, I feel like everyone's got a technique, you know, just like they all hop on the bike differently. Some of them do it on the wrong true. side. Are we... F- are we far away from just helmet numbers? Like, why not just put a helmet sticker on there, like the triathlon? Like, maybe there's one thing from triathlons we should be doing, and that's the helmet sticker. I feel like we've gotten off topic. Wait, really? <laughs> huh. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> just, just a little bit. This, right. Now, this is the kind of stuff people do come to the network for, because we're not your normal uh, uh, cycling podcast. We We are not afraid to get into the weeds. We're not going to bore you to death with technical jargon and uh, and boring race recaps. Like we're we're doing our thing here, and uh, and it's going good. And we know you guys enjoy it, and we we really appreciate everyone that does come. Uh, so you know, and we'd appreciate it even more if you can uh, if you can kick in a little bit for it because more donors, let's face it, equals less advertising. Like we don't want to tell you about Squarespace and Audible and whatever other giant podcast advertisers there are and all your other shows that you're listening to. Um, we want to so, give you more content. And so the more that you guys can, can help us out uh, becoming recurring donors, the less we have to rely on that stuff and the more we can bring you great ads from like Grimper brothers and companies that actually support cycling. So, and then to mirror that, not only do you, you want more content, we have sweet bonus content, including Klein Corner. Two Klein Corner videos which, are behind the, the paywall, which yeah. are amazing. And we're going to be getting a third one pretty soon. And I'm hoping for like almost a live Klein Corner like type of film filming, maybe at Schwam again, because there's got to be a Klein or two out of 4,000 bikes that we're going to be able to find. I feel like um, we should pull it together to do some sort of prize that we give anybody we see at Schwamigan who has a Klein. Like we can award them something. Yeah, uh, yeah that'd be good. Maybe like a patch. Yeah, maybe like a patch. <laughs> We'd have to get but, that together really quick. Yeah, and then let's um. The other It'd be thing, better yeah, if we the handed them content? out during the race. No. I say we only hand them out <laughs> during the race, but anyway, yeah, during the race. Well, you can hand them out when you're on the side of the trail fixing your flat tire. Oh. But let's get into the um the actual uh cool news of the network is that it's not just slow ride podcast. Right, we have Crosshairs Radio. Mm-hmm. Bill Shiken, he's crushing it. CX Hairs um, Radio is it mirrors the website of cxhairs.com, which is actually breaking news for the American cyclocross scene. Oh yeah, you have Bike Shop CX, which 
little birdie tells me they're going to have special guest um, Katie Compton and Mark Leg on there talking about pit etiquette at the top level because when you support the Wide Angle Podium Network, you're actually supporting Katie Compton going around the world and crushing it. Yep. Oh, wait, there's more. We also have the Consummate Athlete, which probably puts out more content, quality content than any other podcast combined. I mean, it's like every week there's, what, another episode, two episodes of the yep. Consummate Athlete? Great job. Um, and let's not forget, you have uh, Kids Don't Follow, the Honest Bicycle Program, and uh, you know Dirtfield Recordings in the back, back catalog. And uh, even the Meyerson line. So we've done some, uh, we, we've had some great partnerships over the years. Uh, we got to hang out. And uh, all thanks to the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. And uh, like I was saying earlier um, about us being able to support great uh, companies that support cycling, uh, how we can kind of pick and choose who we get to work with and uh, not be slaves to our corporate overlords. Um, we are also brought to you by Grimper Brothers Coffee. Grimper Brothers uh, supports all kinds of cycling. Um, Worldwide, Helen Wyman and Amanda Nauman, uh, all kinds of people. Amanda Nauman's a supporter of the network. You guys know that? No. I mentioned it a few yes. times. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, so they do tons of great stuff uh, for cycling all, all over the place. And we're super psyched to be working with them uh, on a coffee blend of our own. Uh, we've got the full Schleck uh, beans. You can buy a, a pound of beans uh, on grimperbrothers.com. You can find that uh, on wideanglepodium.com. There's a link there as well. Uh, and those that way uh, you're supporting companies that support cycling. You're supporting the network as well. It's really a win-win. Uh, I've been drinking the Grimper Brothers uh, for the past couple weeks and uh, really enjoying my mornings, you guys. I don't know uh, I don't know how you ease into your day, but I would uh, highly recommend it. I just do intervals straight out of bed intervals, but you know that's just me. <laughs> that's basically what this is. It oh, is. Uh, it is okay. It's it is pretty awesome. It's for the heart. Well, nice. Yeah. So you go to so to get the uh, Grimper Brothers coffee, you go to bit.ly/wapbeans, and then when you buy a bag, that is another way to support the Wide Angle Podium Network. It's true. It's a great partnership, yeah. and we're super psyched about it. Um, so check it out. Um, drop one of those in your cart. Poke around. See if there's any other uh, stuff you want to support uh, on GrimperBrothers.com, and, and get some coffee. They roast it uh, Did- when you check out and ship it to you right away. So anything else you guys want to add on the Sweet Preenlac and the uh, the back end here before we get into some reader listener emails? No, I think we nailed it. Slow Ride Podcast. Messi Brachel, uh, Tinkoff Saxon. I'm Lauren Stevens, and I'm here at the World Championships Road Race. This is Liam from Podium Insight. It's Rasan Bahadi. I'm Alex Dowser, and normally I'm racing for Movie Star. Here I'm racing for Team GB. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, we got an email this week from Laura Soros. Hey, Slow Ride. I was listening to your latest episode and enjoyed the discussion about Matt potentially getting a tandem with a kid with a kid kid attachment on the back to ride with his little guy. <laughs> yep. Right? It's a the, the there is an I'm going to start this again. Do that. Okay. Hey, Slow Ride. I'm going to read for you word to word exactly what's in this email. So you guys cannot give me okay, shit. Okay, that's usually how it works. Hey, Slow Ride. Tandem with the kid back. And this email comes to us from Laura Soros. I was listening to your latest email and enjoyed the discussion about Matt potentially getting a tandem with a kid back to ride with his little guy. Yep. Does that sound correct to you? Is it called a kid back? I don't know what it's called, but little... I, I think I, it gets the point across. Okay. Last summer, my husband and I bought a tandem. No, not to ride together. We're not crazy people who want to get divorced. <laughs> and in the spring, we finally took it to the bike shop to get the kid back put on so I could ride with our five-year-old daughter. See, there you go. We're hoping to get into more bike camping and eventually touring. Nice. And thought this would be way better than a trail bike. So far, most of the rides have just been around town, but it's pretty fun to ride with her. I could use a little bit more pedaling help, but I'll figure that'll come. <laughs> right now, she spends a fair amount of time just resting her feet on the pedals or putting her feet on the top tube, apparently, according to my husband. But every so often, I get that power boost. I highly recommend it as a good option for when your kiddo is old enough. I can also tow the chariot with it and haul, haul both kids around. That's a tough workout. Now, that's some that's a good training tips. I was yeah. thinking of maybe busting out the burly for Schwam again to get the extra weight with little Heimar in the back. Mm. Sure. Now, 
you uh, know what I noticed uh, in this is uh, if she's riding around on the tandem and the kid is occasionally applying uh, some pressure to the pedals to help out, um, it's kind of like having a, a, a motor in your bike that only kicks on sporadically. Like, without you doing anything, it just sort of sometimes gives you a little boost of extra 5 watts, extra 10 so, watts. I know. So having a kid on the back is, like, the allowed version of an e-bike? Could be. For, like, yeah, okay. I like it. Um, Laura uh, Laura continues on. After, and speaking of Katie Compton, I've also attached a picture of her daughter with Katie after stage one of the women's race, the Tour of California. She was gracious enough to let us introduce ourselves and pose for a picture and let our daughter chat to her about her Jesse Diggins poster on her bedroom wall, among other things. Not a lot of people would be willing to listen to a five-year-old right after finishing a tough day racing. She's a classy lady, that Katie Compton. And uh, personally, we, we could not agree more. So it's uh, it's great to hear. And uh, thanks for the great show. My husband started forcing me into listening to it while driving to and from skiing all winter. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hooked. That's that's yep, usually that's, how it goes. Yeah. yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. Sorry about that. But thanks so much for the email, Laura. And um, it's a uh, great looking tandem. And uh, Katie does look uh, quite happy to uh, meet your daughter. Um, always ex- uh, exciting to hear about um, pro riders actually uh, hanging out with their fans. Mm-hmm. That's why Cross is the best. And then the uh, final email, the final email this week is from William White. Hey guys, William White here, gifting you a groovy Klein Corner from uh, GCN on YouTube. It's not an out- attitude, but the paintwork should really get little guy pretty excited. Long-time listener of the show, currently working my way through the back catalog. Oh boy. I think my favorite I think my favorite part of this experience is hearing the continual degradation of sound quality as I go back in time. <laughs> that is uh that's another great reason to support the network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cuz uh you can see the upgrade in the uh the uh, uh, microphones yep. and recording equipment. Recent episodes have been much louder and more crisp, making it easier to hear when Tim mispronounces countless European names. I often listen to the show while riding and work my way through five episodes on a very windy solo century ride yesterday. Woof. But having the, sh- having the show made the time f- fly by. Thanks for all your hard work making the show, and I hope it sticks around for years to come. One of your list- great listeners, William White. William, thank you so much for the uh, great email. Uh, that's. I am sorry that you had to listen to us for uh, five yeah, episodes. It's a good strategy. It's motivational uh, when you're to get out there. Done you faster. Know, you know, yeah, you know, you got to crack a hundred miles. So you're looking for that three digits. You're gonna, you know, if you got the slow ride in your ear, you're gonna try and get that done as quick as you can. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so done with the uh, listener emails. I think we get into some of the wild and weird news before we get into the big mountain bike weekend. Okay. Um, little guy, you're the first, you had the first, uh, kind of, uh, piece of uh topic that we need to, uh, be the judge, jury and executioner. Okay. on, And that has to do with some of our favorite topics, including race radios. Oh yeah. There, there was a, you can see the little thing about, um, the, I think it was the European writers union brought up the fact that they think maybe all the race radios, have been the cause of the fact that every time there's a crash now, somebody breaks their back. And that huh. those little transponders now, that we've been seeing for years. Now, I don't know why this suddenly this would happen. I don't know if we talked about this on the pod, but I know I mentioned it to one of you that it does seem like we like from the tour, we had it at San Sebastian. Like every time someone goes down now, I feel like every time I pull up cycling news, it's somebody well, is out with a broken vertebra. It does seem that these radio packs or transponders in the upper part of the back, like they're more pronounced now, Why, I feel. Like there's definitely, yeah. right? I don't know. Like, it, like there seems to be more of a box But is that top, just like on the Is the that just back. because the, the yeah, I was going to say, is that just because the jerseys are more era than, you know, Lance era? Because you'd think that the radio, the little transponder technology would be able to at least be the same, if not smaller. But why not just put it in the pocket in the back and cut the hole in your jersey like the old days? Like I, I guess uh, I'm just because you want your pockets to put gels in and have the remote control. Just throw them all on the ground. Remote anyway. control. It's true. They get handed them and they just chuck them down and they eat their banana. Do you see the banana sticking out of Pierre Roland's back pocket today? I like that. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thing, and I, I just thinking if this is the way that we get radios banned. Uh, you know, they were supposedly the reason we we needed radios was for safety, but maybe we need them. We need no. to get rid of them for safety. Little guy, 
I don't know if you can see my um, disappointment in because you had the greatest pun oh, written did I? Oh, on our okay. show notes, and you Wait, totally really? failed. The you, yeah, yeah. You mean little guy? This could be the back doorway oh. <laughs> into getting rid of the. <laughs> I race did. Radios? I didn't even realize I made that joke. You're right. I did. That was a good joke. Oh I'm my funny. god! When I remember. What do you think, Spencer? Is this going to be the end of race radios? Uh, no, I don't think anything's going to kill race radios, unfortunately. Come on. Do you think somebody has to literally have their back broken where they, they're paralyzed before they get rid of race radios? Because I think that would, that would do it. Like, if Nibali was paralyzed right now, rather than just out for a few weeks, race radios are gone. Yeah, maybe. You know, friend of the pod and uh, Wine Angle Podium Network supporter, uh, um... Kevin Dolan the other day emailed us about the women's race in Glasgow for the Euro championships and about how there is like some chasing between trade teams, but then also national teams. Yeah. And it was pointed out to me that that race was without race radios. Yeah. It was on the men's side. That actually could lead to some of the confusion. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's the, uh, you know, maybe someday it will come. Our dreams will come true, but little guy, um, I hope that, it's not the radios causing all these um, broken bones. It's an interesting theory. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, it's pretty possible. Um, speaking of broken bones, highly recommend the Lawson Craddock interview on the Mitch Docker podcast that just came out last uh, week. So check it out. It's really good. Yet. Mitch and uh, Lawson, good 30, 35 minutes talking about how Lawson went through the tour, but also like what his plans were and like how surfing on the, like he surfed on the back, go, especially on the Paris mm-hmm. Roubaix stage. Yeah. Entering this, the cobbles like 25 meters behind everybody. And he said he could see in the distance people just going like <laughs> ass over tea kettle. Like, and he's like, oh, I'm going to avoid that side. Yeah. Um, the other uh, two things of news, or, or I guess three that I just want to go through. I don't know if you guys lately have been reading Bicycling Magazine. I have uh, not I, for a while. I have not. No. Okay. I. I can see the look on your face. Spencer, you especially are looking at me like, I can't believe we're about to talk about Bicycle Magazine. Little guy, you're like, uh, the Barnes & Noble closed downtown a long time ago, so I don't have a place to stop during downtime as a career. Otherwise, I would maybe read it occasionally. I will say, I've picked up the last three issues of Bicycling Magazine. Is there a reason? Um, Recently purchased by the Hearst uh, publication. They've been really good. Cover story of the um, September-October issue is Justin Williams. It's awesome. Like... I don't know. It's 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 high quality reading. I've really enjoyed it. So you know, try it out if you're in Barnes and Noble. I I approve. That's unsolicited, but I I enjoy. I approve of reading lately. They have J- Spencer. Yeah. They have a big interview with Jimmy Johnson in this issue. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> there you go. It's my favorite uh, Strava follow. Huh. He, it is a good Strava follow, especially when he's got the Strava on when he's racing NASCAR, <laughs> and he has like. 300 laps around a two-mile track, and it's just solid red. Yeah. Um, the only disappointing thing is no one else in NASCAR seems to be on there with him on Strava, so it doesn't see Jimmy Johnson rode with, you know... Um, yeah. You uh, could do the uh, you could do the flyby and see if uh, Kevin yeah, Harvick like, uh, could take him out or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, a couple of other things uh, I want to bring up. Uh, Matthew Keenan, Robbie McEwen... We're, uh, broken record, but the NBC sports coverage with those two is fantastic. The first two issue, di- stages of the Volta, I love listening to those guys. Um, yeah, they're awesome. Hands down, the best best commentators um, in the game, um, if you were to ask me. And then finally, the one thing I do want to hit, Garrett Thomas with his interview uh, with the Sunday Mail in London, um, or in the UK, and he talks about how he believes... Helmets should be required by law for all bicycle riders, um, which is ridiculous. And in all fairness, he's probably never done anything to, um, you know, he's never ridden a bike other than to produce a high amount of watts. And he says in the interview also that he's like never really ridden in London, (laughs) but it's mandatory and compulsory helmet laws are ridiculous and should never be uh, enacted or enforced. And to have someone of his stature, um, in the cycling community kind of push for that is very uh, damaging, I think, to long-term uh, growth of yeah. cycling. So I am not no, a fan of that's this. Pretty lame. And it, I think that people need to come out. Chris Boardman came out and said that he was in complete disagreement with him and uh, because it's it's going to get less and less people to ride bikes um, if it's required by law. But yeah. anyways. Yeah, a lot like uh, bike licenses and all kinds of other yeah. things they've tried to do. It just When you put more barriers in front of people, 
it's it makes it tougher to get people out on that first bike ride and um you know that's now, that's that's the goal right like what well, is and it's also like the when you're wearing a helmet to someone that's not wearing a helmet like they could see it as like ooh, like there's a whole like it's really not safe to ride bikes and it's like well yeah i understand that i wear a helmet when i ride a bike because i feel them to be comfortable and it's kind of second nature for me to buckle the helmet but if some new person that just showed up at Swift Cycle, didn't know that you had to wear a helmet on the group ride. Like, we're not going to shun them because of it. You no. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So You're just like, going to put them in the gutter. Just, I was I was very disappointed to hear that from uh, Garrett Thomas, and I think he needs to be called out on it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he retracts that kind yeah. of uh, viewpoint. In the, uh, Well, he's all he's all of this modern cycling marginal gains, probably has his hair cut to a scientifically perfect cooling level. He's never fully experienced the beauty I mean, like, if he was on a final climb and Pelizzotti took his helmet off in front of him, I think he'd change his mind. <laughs> you know, I think he'd, um, I think he'd understand what it's all about. Now we are getting into the uh, the month of September, um, uh, right around the corner here, which means U- UCI Cyclocross racing is starting in the U.S. I have gotten top secret information and pictures of multiple. Really? Stephen Hyde centuries happening up in Pensacola. So I don't know if he's been going to hang out at Sluggos, but I will say Stephen Hyde is putting in some crazy base miles. And the word is that it's like multiple cent- five hour centuries mm-hmm. for weeks on end in the heat down here. So with these hot UCI races that start up, what is it like Nittany cross? And then there's probably one yeah, in Virginia Virginia's that starts really early. early. It's a, uh, and then you got the UCI World Cups coming right around the corner. Stephen Hyde could be making the run for some really high places in the U.S. before, you know, going over mm-hmm. to the um, the European. That's calendar. exciting. I mean, first and second place are decided. So hopefully he can make a nice run at third place after Wout and Vanderpool. Are Wout and Vanderpool coming to Madison and Jingle? I would assume so, but I, I haven't I haven't seen. I mean, it's World Cup, so I think they'll be there. I don't think there's any chance they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Even though they're obviously pretty busy, guys- just constantly winning. When did they train? Do they ever, like, just do easy days? Because they're both, like, every time I look at cycling news, I think, oh, they must take some time off, and then it's, and they're winning, you know? They take time off to go race mountain bikes. Or, right? or yeah. I mean, Wout's been like consistently, he had like a month where he wasn't winning bike races this year or like po- almost podiuming in, in, well, in classics. So v- Vanderpool finished uh, the mountain bike World Cup uh, this past weekend in fourth place. So I think I think that might be an easy day for him. Yeah, he won the short track the day before, <laughs> though. Did you, so I, did you guys watch now, the short track? Uh, this is the only thing I watched was the short track and Vanderpool's attack on the last lap was ridiculous. It was crushing. It was, it was crushing. The the announcers who are starting to realize that Vanderpool's who he is were still just like you could he- you could hear the who gears <laughs> trying to spin in their head and they couldn't wrap their minds around the gap right. that he opened up when he went on that hill. Right. And they all they were all watching him. They all knew what to expect because he's been good in these short tracks. And uh, oh. it was, I, I watched the move happen. I knew where it was going to happen because there was only one spot yeah, there on, was. That, on that course where where it would in, in, inevitably happen. Um, and it, it was just like watching cyclocross. Like it was getting me ready for the season because yep. I was like, oh, well, here we go. Like it's coming on the last lap. He's just going to annihilate everyone. He's- and he sure did. It doesn't seem He's fair a, to me, those races with him, because it's tw- that race was about 20-some minutes for the men, 20, 20 mm-hmm. to 25, somewhere in there. That's that's barely half a cycle cross race, watch. right? Like, that's... He's yeah. just like, really? This is all you guys... You guys want to just race at Redline for that? That's it? Like, that's nothing. It was a crazy um, weekend of mountain biking, So because it was the last round of yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. But it was also one of the ones where the there's downhill and the cross country. Mm-hmm. I only watched the women's downhill okay. race mm-hmm. because that was the one that was the most up in the air because of Rachel Atherton and um, uh, Tawn- Tawny. Tawny? Yep. Seagrave. Yeah. Seagrave. And that came down to the final run. Mm-hmm. And they were separated by less than a second to determine who won the World Cup over the course of the year. It yeah, was that's insane. Crazy. That and those two are head and shoulders above everybody else. Um granted uh granted the woman that got third place is battling back from a pretty severe injury. Yeah. But I mean, those two 
threw it all out in the rain. I mean, I know there was the rain. I don't. Aspect, I, I don't think it's fair to say they are head and shoulders above Tim. I think Tracy Hanna and Miriam Nicole have been trading wins all year with those two, and uh, you know, what, they were twelve seconds. Like they were both what twelve seconds down in the results for this past week, though. I'm just saying, it's been good all year. It's been sure all year, winters, but different winners. Yeah. So Miriam Nicole was sitting on the hot seat, and then um, Tawny and Atherton come down with a good, you know, nine seconds or sorry, eleven seconds. Which I mean, I understand where you're coming, Spencer. It, what I'm saying is, those two on the last round of the World Cup with it all on the line, mm-hmm. those two were throwing caution to the wind to beat the other one to take the overall sure. title, and they had like a ten second gap on third place. Yeah, but they were separated by less than a second. Yeah. It was incredible. It was incredible. But I'm also going to take umbrage with your statement that it was the closest, most uh, sought a, a hard-fought race of the weekend. Well, I said it was the only one I watched. Yeah. But going into it, that was the closest, like, for the overall. Well, there were 33 UCI points out of, uh, I think they were close to 2,000 total, um, separating, 33 separating um, Anna Langveld and Yolanda Neff in the cross-country World Cup. Uh, that okay. I, I watched the replay of today. The race was on earlier this morning, but I was out shredding some trails. So. Oh, um, are you? If you watch one race, and I know the Vuelta's going on. I know there's lots of good stuff going on. If you watch one thing this week, watch the women's cross-country race from this past weekend okay. uh, in La Bresse. It is incredible. It is so good. It's all about... Anna Langveld and Yolanda Neff uh, doing battle, um, separated by the narrowest of margins. And there is, this is, I don't know, a Tom Clancy novel doesn't have more twists and turns and (laughs) mysteries and surprises than this race did. Every single lap, something crazy happened and it got more and more exciting. Don't ruin it. I, I'm going to go watch it. I can't ruin it. I want to tell you so bad about all these just mind Make it like a book club uh, where we all go watch it and then we talk about it next week. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> that might be a good idea. But um, it's one of those things where half a lap in, I was like, oh, well, this race is over. That person is off the front and dominating. And boy, did that race get turned on its head. That's all I'm going to say about it. But... Uh, I think it was the most exciting race I've watched all year of any discipline. Like better than Tour de France stages, better than Paris-Roubaix, better than everything I've watched. It was super, super exciting. All right. That's a, that's a, that's a big sell. But It is. I think it lives well, up to the hype. I can't wait. That's a great sell. And I'm going to be heading over to RedBull.tv to watch the uh, final round of the Mountain Bike World Cup, which was downhill. So I've got a lot of mountain bike. Yeah. I got short track to watch for Vanderpool. I've got the women's final. I'm sure the men's final um, was a good race. And I got to watch men's downhill racing, which is the, the always men's, awesome, uh, too. The men's short track race, you can just go to the last lap. Yeah, just watch the last lap. Okay. The whole rest of it is the pack rolling around together. Like, nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, guys... As always, it is so good to be back. I want to give you both a shout out because you guys did a great job in my absence. Actually, it was a pretty tight podcast, moved along pretty well. Like it's almost like you don't need me. Um, and oh, dude, 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 dude. Oh, we got a news break in right here. It's a Klein Corner, you guys. Really? I just want to give you guys an update about the Klein. I put a new fork on the Klein this weekend for cruising around with little Tom Boone and Tom Boone. I now have an orange, so I've gotten rid of that black fork your sister found in the dumpster spencer i have an orange okay. cannondale <laughs> pea bones that's what it says on the side of the fork it's orange it says pea bones it's a cannondale fork it's a straight blade All right. it's very light and okay. it has enough steer that i can raise up the little front seat so my knees don't hit all the time that's it's awesome good. you know i i like the sound of this little guy uh um i'm with you I'm a little worried about all that steer because I don't want you to handicap yourself. Oh no, man! This thing is heavy, heavy and thick. Like, it, okay. I mean, okay. it's it's Good. lighter than that other fork, but I don't think this this fork's gonna have any problems. And, and while I put that on, just to up the cool climb value of the bike, I took off the mm-hmm. boring XTR V brakes. 
snooze fest. They work so reliably. And I put on um, I put on a curve can- canty brake that I picked up on the front. It's got uh, really? it's silver, it's got little red bits, and it's got green pads. So it's looking sick on the orange fork. The can you send us a photo so we can get our own Klein Code corner posted on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Or do you know how to post to Twitter? What, twi? 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 I don't know if you have our mm. login for the uh, I the probably Twitter have account. it somewhere. I don't know where I have it. Probably have it written on a scrap of paper somewhere in a notebook. Um, I just want to let All you guys right. know. Real Klein Corner update. It's the first one in a long time. (laughs) Thanks for that update. If you want to send us your client corner updates, you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Also, we encourage you to leave rate and review us on Apple I uh, podcasts or, um, and you can also listen to us on Spotify. That's pretty much it. Pretty much anywhere you find a podcast, you'll find the slow ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's the easy way to say it. So, um, also, uh, head to Instagram or Twitter at the slow ride pod. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. Uh, This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Thank you.